Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now we've teamed up with Ron Seal for the Fix It Fortnight campaign. It's two whole weeks of top DIY tips from the best experts in the field. And it's the perfect time to try and get the garden summer ready. You can give the house a fresh lick of paint either. But this week on Ask the Expert, we are looking for your wood care, wood maintenance questions in in particular, I suppose, really. So if you're thinking of um, anything from decking to sorting out the garden fence, whatever it is, you can send your query into us, 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Or if you'd like to talk to uh, Jimmy and Glazes from Ronseal yourself, you can chat to them, you can call us. It's 1800 453 106. Jimmy, good afternoon. Hi Andrea, how are you doing? I'm not bad at all. I'm not bad. I'm um, I'm actually at the uh, wood maintenance. Um, well, I'm starting into that area myself because I've uh, I have a pass me down small um, little garden outdoor furniture set that I've inherited from my friend who no longer wants it, but it needs a bit of a fix up job and yes. a very good lick of paint, and I've no idea where to start. Okay, great. Uh, so you you're interested in the DIY yourself then? Well, like, like <laughs> loosely into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess with with your piece of furniture in particular, what what sort of uh, what sort of furniture is it? Is it like a like, do you know if it's hardwood or softwood or if it's smooth? I'm guessing it's smooth planed wood. I, being honest, Jimmy, I haven't a clue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's and old is, is and worn looking. It I know painted? that. Uh, it's yeah. it, um, it's not. No. Well, I did pay, I, I did okay. give it a bit of a sort of you know a rough attempt at a paint job of a cherry blossom okay. pink, which looks fabulous, but it's not that well done though. Okay, great. So yeah, I mean, um, I mean, if it's already painted, then really what you want to do is you want to be keeping an eye on that. I'd say generally I always tell people with all of the exterior timber they've got is to have a look at, have a bit of an annual maintenance cycles so to just checking out whether it's in good condition. So that include things like, is the wood, um, is there any rot in the wood? Is there any damage to the wood? Are the coatings beginning to flake away? Things like that. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to then do all the work, but at least you'll spot the signs early. So in your case, I think what you really, what you probably really want to do is just check and make sure that if that paint's not been put on very well, then it's, it's probably going to start flaking away. So I'd probably recommend that you want to give that a strip back if it starts flaking away and start again. Um, you don't really need any primers for that for those for those types of things. And, and if you use like Ron Seal garden paint, for example, you don't need a primer for that. And there's loads of great colours. Yeah. Um, but but really, there's not. There's not, it sounds like there's not really an awful lot to it, but really it's just about <laughs> keeping an eye on the furniture and keeping an eye on that timber so you can spot it early so you don't end up having a disaster down the line, you know. So it's it's just keeping it going, really. Yeah. 53106 is the number. I mentioned a little earlier in the show, Jimmy, that you were going to be here with us on the programme and some of our listeners have been getting in touch. This texter is wondering about bringing a treehouse back to life. Um, they say mm. we've got an old treehouse that our children used to play in. It's now in fairly bad shape. I think the wood is actually rotten mm. in places. I'd like to give it a bit of a makeover so the grandkids can now use it. Is it doable or will I have to start from scratch? Oh. I would be really cautious with a tree house that's kind of elevated or, or literally in a tree, especially if, they, if they're concerned that there's any kind of rot with it. Um, in terms of repairing rot, you can do that, but, but the, the type of rot I'll be talking about would be a small amount of rot that's not in something particularly structural because the, the fear that I'd have is that if you don't properly attend to that rot, then you know your grandchildren will go up in there and then you know, heaven forbid they, they end up falling through because that rot is is worse than you thought it was so i would say if there's something structural like that that's going to be off the ground then I, i'd probably recommend having someone professional check it out and just make sure that it's all sound um however 
if you are talking about um, small areas of rot and, and there's definitely not any kind of structural issues, then that's quite easy to repair. So first of all, it's um, understanding whether you're talking about dry rot, dry rot or wet rot. And in most cases, especially outside, you're probably talking about wet rot. It's the more common version. So um, wet rot will occur when there's a constant source of moisture. So that could be like a drip coming through um, or like uh, something that's uh, in the ground and there's a puddle that's forming around there, then wet rot's going to form there. And the first port of call would be to, to stop that source of moisture. So if there's a leak, stop the leak or mm. you know, raise it off the ground. And then secondly, to actually attend to the wet rot, um, assuming it is wet rot, then you would want to dig out as much of that wet rot, wet rot as you can. Bit of a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then you want to once you've done that, use a wet rot hardener, which we, we have one at Ronsil, uh, which will harden all of that spongy wood that's been caused by the wet rot. And then you can use um, a high performance wood filler. Again, we've got one from Ronsil, two part filler, which you can then fill into that area, and that will restore it back to a, a solid form and, and provide some of that structure back. Okay. But like I said at the start of that, really important to make sure that we're not talking about a structural issue because yeah. then well, we don't want health and safety. Yeah, problem. absolutely, and particularly when you, you know when you say it's when it's an elevated thing like a mm-hmm. like a, a treehouse like that. This listener Jimmy's wondering about um, the best paint for wooden window boxes. I uh, normally just put indoor paint on it, but it doesn't look very well. This texture seems to be sort of in my expertise yeah. area. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's a different. The paints are developed to be used in in either generally either interior or exterior, and then they also have specialised areas. So the exterior paints will be um, developed to be more resistant to weather and the elements and stuff like that. So that's why I'd always recommend going for an exterior one for for window boxes. From just think about the Ronsil range. Ronsil garden paint gives you uh, great protection from the elements and also gives you like 29 colour choices as well. And it will last for up to 10 years with the new formulation. So that's going to last a long amount of time. Um, doesn't have to just be paints, though. You could you could stain that window box um, if you want to be able to see some of the wood grain through it and have a more natural colour. So you can use a, like a 10-year wood stain, for example. Um, so there's, there's loads of choices you mm. can have. But, yeah, I, I would always say to to go for a product that is positioned for what you're using it for. Okay. So if it's outside, make sure it's an exterior, an exterior coating, you know. This listener says, is, is there a lot of work in maintaining a wooden decking? They're thinking of putting one up this year. Yeah, so wooden decking is probably one of the most popular questions that I get asked quite a lot. So um, if, once you've got the, the decking in, it there's a lot of factors to it. So first of all, the type of wood that your deck's made of. So Generally, there's there's three types of um, of substrate that people put down for decking. Either you use softwood, which is most commonly like pine, um, or you use a hardwood, uh, which could be like oak or balau, um, or you use a composite, which is then a mixture of um, like plastic and wood fibres. And with those, the length of time and durability you'll get from the deck differs. So from softwood, you're looking at about 15 years if, if well looked after, all the way through to 30 years of composite. Um, I would again go back to that annual maintenance cycle. So you will need to coat that deck and um, most likely you'll need to be doing that every year or every one to two years. So there is a a process of of looking after it. If you don't do that, then you could potentially drastically reduce the lifespan of the deck. And obviously you put a lot of money into it. You want to make sure it lasts. Mm. So that's, it's always something to consider, but then aside from that, also where you are in the country can have an impact as well. And the type of conditions in your actual home. So for example, someone on the West coast of Ireland, 
will have the impact of the Atlantic flying yeah. through, and that could have a, a that could have an impact on the lifespan of the coating they put on the deck, and also the deck itself. So you might find that you're having to recoat it a lot more than you would if you're say in Dublin or in the central part of Ireland. You know, say. So, where you are also has that yeah. impact as well. But 53106 is the number if you have a question here for um, Jimmy as well. Just to follow up to that, Jimmy, this texter is asking about the best way to stop the decking from being so slippy, green moss and parts of it. Yeah, so um, what you want to make sure you do is that that moss builds up naturally through the winter and the wetter months. So just cleaning it, so using a, a decking cleaner, um, again, plug in one seal here, but we've got a decking cleaner reviver uh, that you can just pour onto the deck and that will help to get rid of the of the moss. You just give it a scrub off. Um, but then, if the slippiness is um, or the slip resistance is something that's particularly desired, then you can actually get coatings that have textured um, textured uh, films in them. So actually, they they prevent the slip resistance as well. So, for example, like our ultimate protection deck and stain, that's got slip resistant additive to it, um, which just helps give a little bit more traction as you're walking on the deck. Because yeah, that's a a common problem okay. um, but if you if you don't go for one that's got slip resistance that like like a paint for example uh, then yeah you might find yeah. that it, it kind of exacerbates the problem this texture a diy enthusiast clearly says i've made garden furniture using heat treated pallets i'm just wondering mm-hmm. if i need to paint them or use water repellent um, to be honest, I think with, with heat treated ones, they tend to they tend to be um, a bit more they stand up a bit more to the elements. So that's uh, so that's great. I think it will just come down to how how he really wants them to look. I would recommend coating them still um, because over a period of time, eventually the weather they will succumb to the weather. So I would recommend putting a coating on them at least eventually. Um, one method that one little trick that I often tell people to check whether they're whether their wood is actually protected from water is if you drip a little bit of water on it. So sprinkle just a little bit of water onto the surface of the wood. If the water beads on the surface of the wood, then you know that it's being protected from the elements. If the water sinks into the wood, then you know that you need to get a coating on it because that water is being drawn into the wood. So that's a nice trick to see whether he needs to or she needs to paint that or not. Um, But obviously, if they want to bring some colour to it, then absolutely they can go ahead and paint it. This listener is wondering about whether they should varnish their shed every year. Um, no, I wouldn't say you'd need to varnish it every year. Again, coming back to that annual maintenance point, if you're checking it every year, you'll be able to spot whether it starts to flake and then you can um, then you can decide whether you want to, to go again on it. Um, generally, you can top up varnishes just by giving the, you didn't give the good surface a good clean and then get rid of any flaky bits and you can kind of top up the varnish rather than stripping it all the way back. But I wouldn't say you'd necessarily need to, to coat it every year. No, you, you, depending on what varnish you use, I'd expect you get a, at least a few years out of it. Um, again, depending on where you are in the country and all those factors I mentioned before. Um, but just by checking it each year, you'll, you'll have an idea as to, as to how, how well it's lasting. But um, crucially with these points, the preparation that you put into the original coating um, will help with how long it lasts. So if you don't go through those preparation steps that we know everyone hates to do, yeah. like sanding back, like cleaning. That's where I fall down, um, Jimmy. Yeah, stripping all the old coatings and stuff. If you don't do all that, then yeah, you are impacting the, the lifespan of the coating. And then you will naturally find that you'll have to recoat it earlier. So it is always worth putting in that extra leg room, extra leg work at the start just to make sure you're not having to do it year on year. But 
But no, I wouldn't necessarily say you'd have to do that every year. No. All right. Jimmy and Glazers from Ronseal. Jimmy, thanks a million for your time here on the programme today. Do remember though, we are going to be talking to a number of different experts actually for um, Fix It Fortnight. They'll be on hand to offer any advice or guidance for your next home or maybe your garden improvement project. It's all with thanks to Ronseal. You can get your garden summer ready. Still to come on Lunchtime Live today, we're going to be talking to listeners who've got in contact with us about the state of the streets. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.